Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Silio. My guys and I were just talking prior to going on the air here. Football season's here. Content is king. And the NFL is front and center. We had Aaron Rodgers in front of the media. We had Deshaun Watson news. We had Jimmy Garoppolo news. The Eagles are reporting to training camp and there could be news when it comes to Deshaun Watson potentially landing in Philadelphia like my boy Howard Eskin who was on our program even made that mention we threw that out a little bit that how he would be in the conversation Zach Ertz shows up to the Eagle training camp hey I could have swore I heard Merrill Reese say I have a I have a better chance on being in an Eagles uniform at the start of training camp, then then Zach Gertz. And so I may have to get my boy back on again and go, hey, you may want that mulligan back a little bit here. Because yeah, I there he is, man. I couldn't believe it, but he had to show up because contractually, as I told you, the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Because of the new collective bargaining agreement, you get fined thirty six thousand dollars a day if you don't show up and you're under contract. So contractually. These players have to show up, including guys like Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to give back $36,000 a day just because you want to make a point. You know, I love people that try to do that, too. Hey, you know, my integrity's on the line. Dog, if it costs me $36,000 a day, you could sell me out in any time you feel like it because I'm a sellout for that. $36,000 a day? Not happening. I'm not surrendering that money for to making a point. That's not going to work for me, man. Even Aaron Rodgers today on that press conference that he had. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, I, I, I want to start my conversation off today. And it, it's really the biggest topic. And this goes into all sports athletes. It is mental health. And the story going around the room now and around social media and in the world now is what's going on at the Olympic Games. It's funny. The biggest story now coming out of the Olympics is Simone Biles and how her issues have gotten in the way of her performing for Team USA. Let's put it there. Let's be, you know, somewhat down the line. Here, watch this. And I tweeted this out at Dan Cilio, at Dan Cilio Show, over on my Twitter page. Nobody on the planet. And see, this is what happens. With the snowflake, stupid-ass media that's out there, that anytime you say anything that is going to be, how about this? It's going to be something that you have to be objective on. That what you do is you either tie race into it, sexist into it. You can't be, why do you think women athletes are covered differently than men? If you want to be on the same page financially, If you want to be on the same page with men's sports, 
You've got to be covered like men's sports. Nobody on the planet, when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, funny, my boy Krause was saying, hey, what about the last two Super Bowls that Patrick Mahomes played? You're talking about a 23, 24-year-old kid. He's actually right. He played one good quarter in the Super Bowl that ended up winning and winning that Super Bowl the first time they got there. And in the last Super Bowl, he was running for his life, and he didn't really play all that hot. What about the mental strain on taking your team that far and taking a knee, literally, and not winning that game? You had the ultimate chance. Think of where Patrick Mahomes was this last year here in February when he was playing against Brady. Watch this. That dude could get to another Super Bowl. He could get to three more of them. But you know what you'll never get the chance to do ever again? To maybe compete against the GOAT. You may beat. Lamar Jackson in an AFC title game. You may beat Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl, but you had your shot at Brady. That's legacy stuff. Okay? Beating Brady. Why do you think we look at Nick Foles and go, man, that guy had one of the greatest runs in the history of the NFL? He did. And you beat the GOAT? Dude, that guy will not have to spend money in Philadelphia for the rest of his life. He just didn't beat Trent Dilfer. He beat the guy with seven of those things. That's legacy stuff. Nick Foles is the greatest substitute teacher in the history of the NFL. Who cares he sucked everywhere else, Jacksonville, Chicago. That ain't, that's not important. What's important He delivered the goods, the Philly special, the Super Bowl. Beat the pants off Brady and his his, uh, New England Patriots. That's legacy stuff. And Mahomes had a chance to do that. I get a chance to play against that guy. Not just the game, but that guy. And this guy just absolutely couldn't get it done. You don't think he had mental issues after that game? And it wasn't a mental it wasn't a mental time where he had to really recharge himself. Dude, sports is funny with people because your greatest highs and your greatest lows happen when you play sports, especially when you play it at the highest level. What do you think these guys – look at some of the teams that get to the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden fall apart after getting to the game. Look at the Eagles. They fell completely apart. Look at the Falcons. They completely fell apart once they got to the game. One won it, one lost it. didn't matter. Their organizations fell apart. You don't think you have mental, mental stress when you get to that? These are all young men too, 23, 24. And, and it's funny. We were talking about this. Patrick Mahomes gets no hall pass for not performing well in those games. Why should Simone Biles? Because she's a woman? Okay. If you want to go there and you want to give a hall pass because she's a woman, then guess what? Okay. That's why we cover men's and women's sports differently right there. And if you want to put that divider in the room, that's on you. I'm not talking mental health. I'm talking about, I don't know Simone Biles enough to talk about mental health, and nor am I qualified enough. And nor are all of these sportscasters who are giving hall passes. They're not psychologists. They're just playing one. 
I'm an ex-professional athlete telling you the way it is. I'm not going to give anybody passes. When Michael Jordan and LeBron James, it's a great example here. LeBron gets no passes when he loses finals. And LeBron's been competing in the NBA since he was 17 years old. Remember that Orlando Magic series back in the day? Or how about that series against the Mavericks when everybody in the media pounded him for what it looked like him laying down? Nobody gave him, well, it must be a mental health issue thing. That's the difference. Some are going, Sills, are you being hard on some? No. If she never performed ever again, she's the greatest person ever to participate in gymnastics. What is it, 24, 25 world championships, five medals, four gold? She could possibly win another gold still in the individual events. Nobody's ripping her personally. I don't know her to rip her personally. But you see what social media has done? Social media has made it so that if you're critical of anybody, you're, you, they think you're being personal with her. It's almost like this. Watch this. Well, you know, I saw David Price. This goes on in that lame-ass city, Boston, sometimes. You, you, you went after David Price when he was pitching, and you went, hey, man, David Price, you know, he's just not getting uh, the pitches across the plate, and he's doing the same thing you did in Tampa. You know what that is? He's lollygagging on the mound. He's not in the rhythm. And he always falls into that. Every time he gets shelled, he's out there jackassing around out there on the mound, and he's not in a rhythm. You know what some snowflakes say? How could you criticize a black pitcher? I'm not criticizing a black pitcher. I'm criticizing David Price pitching against the Yankees. It's the last place we get to do this. Those idiots in politics and in Washington, they make everything race. Sports has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with sexuality. You know, we just got through, you know, commending a guy who came out as being gay and playing for the Raiders, okay? I mean, what does that have to do with sports? Zero. Nobody cares. The athletes don't care. The only people that care are you. You're the only people that care about crap like that. You know what I care about? Can you win one of those championships? Can you win a championship? Guys, gay or not? How dumb. How dumb. Is that a conversation? And you're calling this stuff bravery. You know what bravery is? A blind girl swimming in the Olympics and doing everything she can to participate. And then you hear some fat-ass judge from the IOC not allowing her mother to be there just to help guide her to the board. That's bravery. Competing in a world you can't see. That's bravery. Watch some of those Paralympics. Watch the, like, Special Olympics with special kids, special needs kids. That is bravery. Putting your hand up and saying, I need a mental break, it's not bravery. Every athlete goes through 
all kinds of issues. And where I'm coming from, I'm coming from a place of this. I don't know Simone Biles, nor do you. Stop acting like it. People that are in the media right now are talking about her like they know her. You know of her. This is not a criticism of her personally. How would I, how could I criticize an athlete like Simone Biles personally? I don't know her. It's the dumbest thing. And people are on TV all day, yesterday and today, talking like they know her. You know, this is a mental health story. No, it's not. It's about a truly great performer that got to the Olympics and decided that she couldn't go on because of the stress and all the pressure that had built up in the anticipation of her doing what she did in Rio. Is there any other story to this? Why are we adding another layer to this? When she gets home from the Olympics, if Simone wants to start talking about mental health, I'll be the first person to stand in line and cheer her on. But do you really look at that as something where you went like this? I was talking prior to going on the year saying, that'd be like Brady going like this to Arians. I can't play in the Super Bowl because, you know, uh, all those six championships, it's finally built up on me, man. It really has. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't go on. And by the way, I'm not calling it soft. I'm not calling it weak. I'm calling the people that are covering the story weak. You never heard me or seen me write anything at all on my Twitter page or anywhere where I called Simone Biles weak. I just said, why the hall passes? If you want to be covered like every other athlete, you're going to have to take the criticism when you stand there and you don't show up for a big event. Every at top... Tom Brady, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. You want to be considered that? We got to stand in the heat with those guys. I think you do, I, I think you do more of a disservice for women's sports on the way that we're covering the Simone Biles story than anything I've seen in a long time. She is a gifted athlete. She is one of the most recognizable athletes, not just in America, but in the world. And again, I'm not, this is not personal. I don't know her to call out her personally. And you know what? I wouldn't because I'm not a jack wagon like that. I'm not going to do that. I would call her or text her if I knew her and I don't. It just makes no sense. You want to be covered like everyone else. Don't disgrace women's sports by giving women a different doorway to go through. The only way that they're going to get equal pay, the only way that they're going to get equal coverage, by the way, don't you think that this has been the greatest thing on the planet for gymnastics and for women's sports, that she's been the number one story in the world? Why are you looking at it negatively? My boy Krause goes like this. It's football season, Sills. I'm all about content and clicks. This is exactly what women's sports needs. 
you're on the front page with the NFL. You're on the front page with Aaron Rodgers. You're on the front page of the Eagles. Women, Olympics, which has not gotten very good ratings. Dude, you should take this as a merit badge and run with it. I mean, I opened my show with you. Are you kidding? I'm a football dude. But that was a big story. And I wanted to tie it in. Patrick Mahomes, tells how young he was. How about Lamar Jackson? Everybody said, including me, he'd be out of the sport in three years. What did he do next year? Guy went on to win the MVP award. I mean, that guy took massive criticism. How about this, too? You want to know? What could have been even something that was racially motivated when it came to him playing another position? You had a guy who I revere the most, and one of the guys I revere, revere the most, Tom Telesco asked him if he'd play wide receiver on a workout because he wasn't so sure he'd be a quarterback in the league. Now he's talking about having a max contract. You talk about some racist tones there. Why, you want me to play wide receiver because I'm black? You could throw that in there. That's pressure. That's criticism. That's racism. That's all of that. We're making a story up here that's not there. This girl failed at the Olympics. It's nothing personal. Every athlete goes through ups and downs. How about Tiger Woods? Let's look at Tiger for a minute. Tiger Woods, one of the most revered people of all time in our country's history. That November night when his old lady ex took a wedge to his head, everything came crashing down. How about the criticism that that guy faced? Now everybody reversed. I can't wait to see Tiger hopefully loop around a golf course again. Come on, man. It's professional sports. Don't act like an amateur. And I'm talking to the media people. As a matter of fact, I want to make it very clear, and let me make sure I underline this for all you people out there and all you like liberals that will take something of what I just said. This is not personal in any way. But I want you to be covered like men. For you to have equal footing in the sports scene and in the sports world, the only way you're going to get on the front page is if you act like it, and if you are criticized and revered the same way. That's it. Speaking of that, someone else who was on the front line, that was Aaron Rodgers. I thought today, when I saw Aaron Rodgers' press conference and all the things that he said, I have not seen Aaron Rodgers that genuine in the 16 years I've watched him play in Green Bay. He was asked everything from what he wanted, retirement, is he all in, what were his teammates like, what did you learn this offseason, and he gave thorough answers. I thought he made the Green Bay Packer front office look like a bunch of tools. I really did. You know, he, 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 he came out and he goes, Let's face it here, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. Green Bay is not a destination that people want to come and play. It's cold. We have one hotel in the city. And when they come to Green Bay, they want to play with me. 
like when Lynn Dickey was quarterbacking or Don Mikowski was quarterbacking the Packers, people weren't running to Green Bay and wanting to play for those guys. When you wanted to play for the Green Bay Packers over the last 30 years, you wanted to play for Brett Favre and you wanted to play for Aaron Rodgers and you wanted to be inside of an organization like the Packers that have a great legacy. Play at Lambeau, the fans show up. It's really a great place. I don't know if you're a fan of the Packers. I don't know how you look at Aaron Rodgers today and go, man, you don't really like this guy, do you? He wanted to have a little bit more in the direction of the team, not making selections on draft day, but he just wanted a heads up. And he was like this, look, if you're looking to make a move and you want to make a move with me not being here, me being part of the future, just let me know, man. We'll work something out and I'll leave. But he knows that that's not the case because they know that Jordan Love's not ready to step into that position. Remember this, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, there was a conversation. He could be the number one overall selection, but he fell to 25. Remember that whole scene? He was embarrassed on draft day. And rightfully so, he was embarrassed because you know what it turned out to be? That guy was 10 times better than Alex Smith who went number one overall. And guess who was the guy in the room that selected him when he was sitting, okay, when he was sitting in the coaching staff in San Francisco, Mike McCarthy. You don't think Aaron Rodgers ever held that against Mike McCarthy? That Mike McCarthy was on the 49er coaching staff when they took Alex Smith, number one overall? Brady remembers everything. You don't think that that was part of it? Come on, man. Come on. I thought without a doubt, when you look at what's going on and you see Aaron Rodgers, I think Aaron Rodgers without a question. I think this guy's going to get it done. I think he's going to have a great year. And I think this guy is going to take that Packer team to another level. I really do. Lamar Jackson now. He's got some issues. And this football team, without a question, needs Lamar Jackson. There's a problem in Baltimore. We'll hit on it. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest... Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. 
it's your vacation and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one the wildwoods your vacation your way the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Silly. I think I'm going to have to start carrying uh, Kleenexes around here. Wipe everybody's eyes. <laughs> Sports, dudes. It's competing. It's winning. Yeah, but there's more issues to it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, I know. Sills are the only Neanderthal thinking tough. And that's not what I'm saying here. Okay. Everybody's got their own battles is what I'm saying. How many single-parent kids do you think play in the National Football League? How many kids do you think grew up with no parents? Homeless. No food on the table. You want no mental health? I got a thousand of those stories. You know, I tell folks this all the time. You know, when I played at the University of Miami, One of the reasons why we were so dominant, not one of those kids had hall passes or back doors. You were either going to jail or you were going to the NFL. There was a wide receiver that played at Miami back in the day. He was a first-round draft choice for the Bengals. His name was Eddie Brown. Love Eddie. One of the most gifted wide receivers in the history of the league. And definitely one of the guys in our program. I'll tell you a Michael Irvin story. I walk into Eddie Brown's house down in Belle Glaze, Florida. He had dirt on the floor, grass on the ceiling, a potbelly stove, and all these kids that were starving. He looked over at me. He goes, one day I'm going to buy my mama a house because of what I'm doing here. Those kids had nothing to eat. He had the weight of his family's future on his back. 
I said, damn. This one, I think I have it hard. I think of Eddie. How about Michael Irvin? Do you know the story of Michael Irvin? 17 siblings. 17 in a two-bedroom home. Sleeping in the same rooms. Five, six. Mom had three jobs. The weight of the world? We ain't talking about winning medals here. We're talking about feeding your family here. He was 17 years old. Eddie Brown was 18 years old. So maybe it's it's not that I'm saying that it's soft, but what I'm saying is I've seen hardships you wouldn't believe on what some of these kids' backgrounds are. You go down to Overtown or Liberty City down in Miami, and you go to some of them poor sections, and all these kids have is family and an opportunity. And they're driven to get out of that poverty. I've witnessed it. I've gone and spoke at these places over town in Liberty City. So maybe for me, when I see that, what's going on on the internet, on how we give people passes, it doesn't resonate with me. I've seen hardship. Every day of my life, I thank God I've got a support system that helps me through trying times. Those kids had nothing but themselves down in those communities. I saw kids that had nothing turn into millionaires. And when you know the story of those guys and their background, see, I think everybody thinks it's about kissing cheerleaders and cashing paychecks on Sunday. You forget the Monday through Saturday, my friends. You forget the years that it took with no food in your stomachs or no opportunity. You have no idea the journey. Remember I tell you, and I think sometimes when you guys hear me talking about the journey some of these athletes go on, I think you're just talking about the athletic journey. There's more than that. I'm talking about your family. You know, an athlete's story is more about his family than it is about what he does on the field and the sacrifices they make and being scared. Here's, here, I'll give you one. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, we're now hearing that he's got COVID-19. You know the story of Lamar Jackson? South Florida kid. Another one of those families. Barely had any food. Barely had any means. Think he was raised by his uncle. Miami didn't even recruit him. Had to go to Louisville. What did he do? He won the Heisman. He was Ozzie Newsom's last gift to the Ravens. Here. <laughs> okay. Now he's got COVID. And you know why he's got COVID? What was he doing a couple weeks ago? He was hanging out in the inner city trying to inspire young kids. He's playing wideout. Everyone was ripping him because he was around all these kids. They're saying that's probably where he contracted it. Didn't have a mask on. But he wanted the kids to see his face. And you know now the league's going to find him because you know what they have to do. They have to go into the community 
and act like they're um, Roger Goodell Fauci. Well, you know, it's COVID. So, no, you got to play that side of the aisle. You'll do it in the offseason, but you'll never do it in the regular season because during the regular season, it affects your economic dollar. National Football League, they know how to play the game. It's just that you don't understand the game. You think you understand the game, but you don't. Oh, look at the NFL. They're doing the right thing. They're going to start fining guys $14,000 every time they don't wear a mask. You think you're going to suspend Tom Brady or fine Tom Brady $14,000 during the regular season? Okay, right. Right. We'll see how that works. You'll see the union start to kick their heels up, wherever the hell they're hiding. Lamar Jackson's got a deal on the table now that's going to make him the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. He's one of those guys that he's a lean forward dude, which means every time he steps on a football field, you got to lean forward because you want to watch him play. He may be the best open field runner at wide receiver or running back, let alone quarterback, that I've ever seen. And that includes Steve Young. This guy's exceptional. Hey, and let me do something that most guys don't do because they're weak. And he's smart. He's a gifted play caller inside of his brain. It's not just athleticism. He's brilliant at how he sees the field. Look how young he is and how he's developing year in and year out. He's getting better and better mentally. His physical skills will be there as long as there's not a catastrophic injury. And that's probably what the Ravens are debating now. Now you have this COVID-19, but you know what I love about the Ravens? And you know what the Ravens won't do? Ravens aren't going to hold this COVID-19 against the guy. But you know what they're going to do? Because all of you are weak. They're probably going to go to Lamar and say this. Listen, we're going to say some things publicly here. But what we want you to know, you're our guy. We're going to give you a max deal. We love you. But because there's so many snowflake people in our country today, we've got to make sure that they hear what they want to hear, which means a lie to you. That's what the league will tell them. Okay, just as long as you don't embarrass me too bad. And that's what's going on in Houston now with Deshaun Watson. That's why nobody said anything publicly from the league office or even from the Texans. You notice that and how weird that is? So they'll go to Deshaun. They'll have to play the game. Look, you see how social media is and how everybody is going crazy over January 6th still. They're still talking about that thing will have no bearing on the next election and whatever. And you're now we're talking about sending kids back to school with masks this coming fall. Jesus Christ. Potential lockdowns again. Oh, my God. Country getting locked down again. Great. We'll see. All I'm saying to you is make sure that you keep an eye on what's going on when it comes to how the Ravens, okay, the Ravens, the Ravens do business. They love their guys. Hey, let me throw this at you as well. Okay. You know, remember Ray Rice and that story? You know, Steve Scotty, the owner of the Ravens, offered him the opportunity to come back. You know what he said to them? 
This is Ray Rice. After we saw that horrific, horrific video of him punching his then-girlfriend, who's now his wife, in the face. You know what they did? They went to him and said, Ray, we got to try to get you back on the field. You're too good a dude for that horrific moment. This is behind the scenes. You know what Ray Rice said? No, I got to work on being a better man. I got to work on being, you know, I got to just work on being a good man to my, to my future wife here. And you know what? They're married. They got a great family. And you know what the NFL has done? The NFL takes him and takes him around to rookie symposiums on how everything could be taken from you. He works inside the Ravens organization. He's revered. A moment that will always stain his resume and his reputation. You want to hear something? I respect Ray Rice because he's trying to turn his life around and stop others from going down that one moment. Kissing cheerleaders and cashing paychecks, friends. That's what you think it's about? All these players go on these journeys, man. One father, one mother, no father or mother. Yeah, people think like a guy like Michael Irvin, 17 kids. I told you a story a couple days ago. I'm running around on the field. He's 17 years old. Mike's got a stopwatch around his neck. Okay, a stopwatch around his neck. And you know, you know what? He looks over at me and he goes, Sills, four five. I'm a Hall of Famer and I get my parents, excuse me, I get my mother and my brothers and sisters out of poverty. Simone Biles. <laughs> These people are feeding their families, man. These people are working for a better life. Not about some metal. Who gives a shit about the metal? got to feed your family not about any of that crap so that story it pissed me off man it pissed me off because when you when you're when you're a superstar athlete all of the good things and the bad things that go along with being who that person becomes is the book that we all will read years from now, like the Jordan book. Are there some chapters in that book we look at and we go, man, this guy was never really a, a public servant in any way. You know, you know, what was his famous line? He does this, right? Okay. I got a guy over here, 17 kids. You think that's the responsibility of the mother? No, you know what the mother did? Mrs. Irvin made sure that his kids and her kids, you know what they made sure? That there was food on the damn table for all of them to eat because their father had left them when he was two. And Michael made her a promise that he would dig her out of the hole. The hell do you know? The hell do you know? What do you know? 
I know these people. I know where they came from. So when I see the Simone Biles story, give me a break. There's a million athletes. How about LeBron James? His mother moved 19 different times because they had a run out on rent. They had a run out on rent because they couldn't make the rent. Now she lives in a mansion. That's America. That's a great story. Well, you know, this is a mental health story. (laughs) Okay. Mental health. No, to me, it's more about feeding your family. Putting roofs over your head. Creating a life for your family. You know, the greatest education I ever got at Miami was not the fact that I played there and won those games and I was part of all those. It was just listening to these kids who had never left the state of Florida in many trips. We'd go up to Cincinnati or Michigan or someplace like that. Some of these kids never even been on airplanes. I'm like, how could that be? Well, Sills, when you don't have money, you don't get a chance to go many places. Okay? You know, my family wasn't the richest, but you know what they did? They worked their asses off to give me a life. I I had the greatest life on the planet. I wasn't raised by a mother or father. Do I cry about it? Absolutely not. Because I had the greatest life on the planet with my grandparents and my aunt. And, and, and know this. Somebody just said that. Joey B., who's on, said that um, Simone quit on her team. How oh, she quit on herself. It's quitting on yourself. Because when the lights aren't on you, and there's no spotlight on you. That's when champions are made. Champions are made not when the Olympic torch is lit or the NBC cameras are on you. It's when you're out training by yourself, when you're hurting by yourself. I'm going to make a point to you guys. There'll be a time 10 years from now. There'll be a time where she'll look in the mirror and do this. Jesus. Criminy, man. How did I let that? Because I'm going to give you a moment for me. You want to know weakness? Let me give you a story on weakness for the NFL. My rookie year, I get to the Bucs. 56 player taken. I get the same contract Jerome Brown gets. About $300,000 less. I get there. Things start going south immediately. Do you know what I was saying by the middle of the season? God, please end this for me. I don't want to be here anymore. 
all my dreams, all my folks' sacrifice, I'm in my condominium in Tampa, Florida, praying for it to end. Man, I look back on that moment, and it pulls my heart out that I wasn't mentally tougher to pull myself through that. I tell this story a few times on the air. But I look at myself and I kill myself over that. My God, how could I let that happen? I know what she's going through. You're not performing at the highest level. You've put too much pressure on yourself. You just want out. I've been there. I've been there. It's a mentally taxing place to be. It's a hurtful place to be. Because you can't talk to anybody. But 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the line, it'll be a moment that'll never leave you. That'll never leave you. Never leaves me. I see guys that went on and had better success than me in the NFL. (laughs) My failures weren't because of ability. My failures were because of mentality. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Steven. So this guy's saying I'm in no position to question you. Hey, dude, you're here. You came here. You don't have to be here. Okay, you don't have to be here, guy. You came aboard here. Just like on my Twitter pages. Okay, stop treating black people like we're special needs kids. What? See, there's what I'm talking about. I was talking about a teammate. Someone who's friends with me to this day. That's a prime example right there of drive-by assassins who turn everything and see everything in color instead of in team, passion, loving one another. He sees it as race. And that's all he'll ever see it as. You know that, that one Batman movie where Alfred looks over at Bruce Wayne and he says, there's no reasoning with certain people because they just want to see the world burn. That's who Steven is. He just wants to see the world burn. We'll take a quick time out. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over eight years. Independence Blue Cross. 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show, Dan Silio. Yeah, and all you snowflakes, if you'd like to post all of your grievances, you can go over to my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, and I'll ignore you even more. The greatest thing I've discovered this last year was the mute button. I wish I could just walk around like in my life, and every time someone's, someone opens their mouth, I could just go like this. Boom, mute. You know, I mean, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be a walking miracle. Maybe Apple could come up with something like that where I could just go like this. Hey, Steven, mute. Boom. You're a tool. <laughs> boom. Boom. Okay. Yeah. I gave you more publicity than you need, dude. I just wish, you know, I, I, I have to remember something. This guy, Steven, that's not like uh, talking to us here. I, w- I would say this. You know, I wish to God. Here, let me make a prayer. Dear Jesus, I just wasted 10 minutes of my life talking to Steven. Can I please get that 10 minutes back before I go to my grave? And when you close the box, I just want those 10 minutes. Thank you very much. And God, we pray. Thank you, Big Sills. We move on. 
my favorite topics this time of the year, especially like in Boston, Philly, here, where else? Pittsburgh, New Orleans. What do you think the outcome will be for the upcoming 2021 season? I don't know. How about 10 wins? No, five wins. And then you start this ping pong. Before you know it, you have all the jackasses coming in going, Man, you're just a hater. Man, why why can't you be a support? And then before you know it, you got what you need, and you're a traffic cop, and you got your trolls going back and forth, talking, you know, and, and you build up this troll bank of dudes that I that end up coming on your show. That's why on my national radio show at night, I don't take any calls because I hate trolls. I actually think more of me and less of you is better. And so I, I've always believed that. Hey, let me sit around. Hey, man, that's not going to work for me, man. Because most of the time, these idiots take you off into a, you know, an off ramp. You don't want to go because you got your show. I'm the. I, I told people this a long time ago. Rush Limbaugh. I went down and watched Rush, and I told him, I go, Hey, Rush, man, I, I I take fifty calls a day. Rush goes, you. So like, you're just a traffic cop. So you let the trolls on your radio show direct you and direct your content. Well, uh, it uh. <laughs> don't ever do that don't do that again that's why i wish god again thank you i need that 10 minutes back in my life before i die because i wasted it on steven god forbid me oh anyway so we will have harry Mazon with us in the second hour right here on the jacob media channel you get him on the middle and we'll talk to him that'll be in the second hour but I will hit on Eagles. I show up to training camp today. My expectations on that team, I don't have any. But because they play in the NFC East, I don't know. Could they get lucky? Could another team, could Dak have another injury? Listen, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm, I'm not Nostradamus here that is just going to rub a lamp and go, hey, what do you think happened, Sills? You know, if I knew that, I'd have the lottery numbers and the Powerball numbers, and I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd burn the bridges and go somewhere so I don't have to put up with pathetic people. Okay? That's what I'd be doing. So for me, I mean, how I looked at them going into the upcoming season, what's their depth like? Well, they're playing musical chairs at the O-line position. If this guy works out here, if that guy works out here, how about their defense? You know, yesterday we were talking to Rick Goslin, and Rick Goslin said that eight of the 11 guys on the Dallas Cowboys needed to be replaced on defense. I don't know. When I look at that front seven, I'm keeping a healthy Fletcher Cox. But, I mean, really, how about getting after somebody, too? How about a pass rusher? How about your secondary play? How about your line? Be looking for Howie's been looking for a guy at safety for three years now. I mean, their secondary's not very good because, one, you're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. Fletcher Cox, who I love, has been in and out of the lineup because of injuries. And why is that? Well, when you have a ballet routine on your offense that's going one, two, three, kick each and every single series, you're going to wear the hell out of that defense the same way that Chip Kelly wore that defense out a couple years ago. Running 85 plays. Did you not think when you hired that stiff that you're thinking that you're going to run 85 plays in the NFL? You need balance, man. 
anytime you're up near that number 85 place and you're not scoring 39 points and you're around 25, you're a ballet routine, which means you're putting your defense on the field and you got to play 17 of them things now, not just 16, 17 of them things. You don't have the depth you had like you had in college. Homeboys at UCLA now had 85 guys, and if a guy got hurt, he had another first-rounder at Oregon. Can't play that route in the NFL. You think you're going to throw 80 plays up and you're going to have that run-and-gun-shoot type offense. It's going to get your team killed. And when your quarterback's not playing well like Wentz didn't last year, why do you think that side of the football is underachieved, banged up, and lacking depth? And when you come off a Super Bowl year, what happens? Guys want to get paid, and then you got to start moving money because you were all in for that moment to win a Super Bowl. There was a year that the Eagles had the best D-line and O-line as a combination in the league. You know what's happened since the Super Bowl? That's diminished big time. They went from one to like, what, 15. That line's decent on O. The D-line, I don't know. I don't see them being world beaters and getting quarterbacks on their back. And I start there in the pits. I know everybody wants to go, well, what about Devontae? How are you going to get the football to Devontae if your old line's getting your inexperienced quarterback's ass kicked? So, as I said, expectations? I have none for them. And when I look at the roster, what they have, now listen, like I said, it's the NFC East. You get a chance to play the Giants. Daniel Jones? <laughs> okay, you're lucky it's Daniel Jones. And watch this. And you're lucky it's not Eli. Eli'd win that division. Today. He'd be the best quarterback in that division, including Dak. Washington. Dude, the best quarterback in the division may actually be in Washington. It depends on what Ryan Fitzpatrick we get. If we get Ryan Fitzpatrick, they could win the division. If they get Connor McGregor, he looks like him. That team will win seven games. Then again, that may be good enough to win that division. So where are the Eagles in that process? Here, watch. Best quarterback. I, I, I guess it's Dak. I guess what? Because he makes the most? That's not an evaluation. It doesn't start with paychecks. It starts with wins and losses. How's Dak done the last three years? Look at the numbers. Last three years, winning and losing. Yeah, but Danny's threw for a lot of yards. I don't care what he's done. I'm talking yards and touchdowns and picks. I'm talking wins. I'm talking wins here. Eagles at best, at best, are a seven-win team. That could maybe win the division. How about this? I think the Eagles could probably get into the last two weeks of the season and still have some formula to get into the playoffs. If everything goes well for them, they could get into the last two weeks. And quite frankly, if they if they have a winning record in the NFC East, they could win the division. 
that's a big order, man. That's a big order. They don't have the defense Washington has. Hey, and, and the best defender in that division is now Chase Young, and he's in Washington. Who's the best coach in that division, the NFC East? I think it's Ron Rivera. I think it's Rivera. Ron's a hell of a coach, hell of a defensive-minded scheme guy. And if they get anything out of him, they're going to be good. So, again, Philadelphia, around seven, I can't go any higher than that. I had some toolbox going, man, this team right here is going to surprise because of Devontae. (laughs) What about your whole line, dude? You're playing musical chairs with them guys. That's not how you win. You win with stability. That's why the Buccaneers wanted to bring every one of them dudes back. All right. So Deshaun Watson news. And by the way, did you hear the Texans are not going to put any restrictions on this guy? And I'm going to give you my top five quarterbacks, but I'm not like that clickbait website, Pro Football Focus. I got my own metric that I use. We'll do that all next. And Harry Mays will join us in hour number two from the middle, right here on the Jacob Media channel. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. 
It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.